Today's podcast is brought to you by Dell Expert Network. Cyber attacks can destroy businesses, and when data is the driver behind the success of your business, there's nothing more important or worth protecting. Protecting the organization starts with protecting the data, and no one knows this better than Dell Technologies. Join the Dell Expert Network now at www.dell.com forward slash expert network to learn more about how Dell Technologies is partnering with MSPs to offer their broad array of security solutions. This episode is brought to you by VARC Solutions, an elite level Intuit QuickBooks solution provider. VARC's partner program helps MSPs add QuickBooks products and services to your line card. There's no fee to join and no sales quotas. VARC handles everything with pricing and order support and escalated expert QuickBooks support. Visit varcsolutions.com partners for more information. You're entering the MSP Zone, a podcast for the managed services community, covering news, analysis, and interviews from around the globe. Elevate your MSP game by staying in the MSP Zone. And now, your host, Charles Weaver. Risk assessments. That is the topic for today. Risk assessments. Internal. MSP risk assessments to be more precise because I know a lot of you do risk assessment work. You do, you know, other types of risk related services for your customers, which are all great things to do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not knocking that at all, but that's not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about externally services provided products. We're talking about things that you should be doing internally for your MSP practice. Uh, As long as you have a managed services offering, whether you are a 100% managed service provider, if you are a division within a larger company and that division does managed services, it all applies to you, big or small, medium size, doesn't matter. It's this is relevant to you. So, uh, before we get into that, uh, I just have to make a quick comment, and I'm not going to call people out, but I'm I'm just going to follow this kind of self-imposed rule. Anytime someone makes the following comment, and I'm, I'll, I'll let you guys know what it is, I'm going to make a comment about it and and correct the record, and I'm going to keep doing it, and as long as people keep bringing it up to me in conversation, I'm going to keep mentioning it on these podcasts because. It, it needs to be corrected. This this con this thinking, this mindset of um, this mindset just needs to be corrected. And I don't think that it's malicious or it's not stupidity. It, I think it's just people don't people aren't aware. And 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 the large majority of MSPs out there who who have never been through a compliance audit, external audit that is, uh, or certification. And I don't mean you know, like a vendor certification, like Microsoft certification or something like that. I'm talking about a third-party external certification and or audit, like an MSP Verify, an ISO 27001, or a SOC 2. Um, this this is relevant, and, and people who, who have been through that know that what I'm, up, what I'm about to say um, anyway. So um, this notion that and it's somewhat related to to risk assessments anyway but this notion that 
you don't have to have a certification or an audit if you don't host customer data. I've said it before. I know I've said it multiple times on multiple episodes, but hey, I'm going to, it keeps coming up. You guys keep mentioning it to me in conversation. So I'm just going to keep mentioning it back to everybody. It's not true. It's not true. If you are a managed service provider and you have remote access, we call it logical access, but we'll just say remote access capability into a customer environment. Even if you don't own a data center, even if you don't have internal servers that you host customer data on, even if all those other things are true, you still need to get certified. You still need to get audited. Why? Because it's the remote access, not whether you host data. Let me repeat that for those of you who are taking notes and might be on the margins, you know, thinking maybe there's a there's an exception to the rule. There's no no exceptions to the rule. This is the rule. And I didn't make up the rule by the way. This is, you know, the auditors out there. This is their rule and, and quite frankly, I agree with it. It doesn't matter whether or not you host data customer data to be specific. It doesn't matter if you have remote logical access to customer environments, routers, switches, hubs, firewalls, servers, desktops, laptops, network devices, security devices, doesn't matter, phones, tablets. I don't care what it is. If you have access to that, you're going to get picked up in, in an audit. You have a need to have your internal, not systems, but your internal practices tested, All right? That's what makes MSPs different than all the other break-fix companies. Now, if you wanted to say about a, a break-fix company, well, we, we don't do any managed services. We don't remotely access into anything. We just do on-site project work, and that's all we do. Hey, well, great. You don't, you don't need an audit. You don't need, you don't need MSP Verify. You're not an MSP. There's nothing that you have access to that the customer can't shut off. The MSP is different. So just wanted to make that quick comment in case any of you were out there saying, eh, you know, I don't, I don't host anything. I don't have a data center. I don't need to get one of these things. Eh, think again. All right, enough of that. On to the fun stuff. How to perform an internal MSP risk assessment. What am I talking about? What's a risk assessment? Well, first thing that you all might say when I say risk assessment, you might think, Ah, he means a he means a pen test. He means a vulnerability scan. Well, those aren't wrong, but they're not the whole story. And when in, in my experience, when I say risk assessment, most people you know kind of immediately go towards vulnerability scan. You know, some sort of kind of technical tool that they will um, you know run and it generates a report and. They think that's it. That's enough. That's that's not. It's not true. It's not enough. 
if you are going through anything close to an MSP Verify, a SOC 2, an ISO 27001, if you're looking at CMMC, guess what? You're going to need to do a full risk assessment. You're going to need it for all the elements of your MSP practice. The good news is we can kind of boil it down to three major areas. All right. So this is this is the uh, for those of you taking notes, there are going to be generally three areas. I'm not saying there couldn't be more. There could always be more. I'm just going to say in in my experience, what we typically see in MSP Verify projects that we do. There are three general areas that you will want to focus on for your internal MSP risk assessment. And again, I said before at the beginning, this is not talking about any vulnerability scanning, any pen testing, any risk assessment related services that you deliver to your customers. Whether you do that or not, and I think that's good if you do it, I'm not saying it one way or the other, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what you as an MSP ought to do internally on your own MSP organization as a prerequisite for achieving MSP Verify SOC 2 ISO 27001. You got to do this. Okay, so let's, let's, let's talk about what you need. A, a risk assessment has a couple of components. Number one, you have to have a plan. You have to have a, a notion of how you're going to go about doing this risk assessment. This risk assessment, by the way, is not going to be a one-time thing. You do it once, you, you forget about it, you never have to do it again. Also wrong. It's an ongoing thing. You're, you're going to want to standardize a regular cycle of performing a risk assessment on your MSP practice. Number one, you want best practices. Generally speaking, you know, you want something. I think monthly is way too, too, uh, too often. Now you may you may do elements of a risk assessment throughout the year periodically, right? You might run a vulnerability scan on your on your domain quarterly. I, I, I've seen MSPs who do that. Some do it biannually. That means you know every half a year, um, or or some people do it. Annually, I think the the minimum time frame that you want to look at is at least annually. Right, you you don't want to go greater than a year between doing risk assessments. So you, you want to have a plan. You want a plan a plan that talks about frequency. You want a plan that talks about frequency and has a document. Right, it's written down. It's not just some you know people on your executive committee say, hey, let's we're we're going to do a risk assessment. And they never, you know, that's all they, that's that's all there is. No, you got to have it written down. That means there is a risk assessment policy in your organization. Um, so frequency of the risk assessment, you want it written down. And and lastly, you want to define the scope. What is the risk assessment going to cover? Well, we've already talked about the things that you might reasonably assume could be in a risk assessment, you know, like the vulnerability scan, the pen test, things like that. Those would fall under the technical elements. Um, you remember I said that there's three general areas that you want to apply your risk assessment. Technical is certainly one of them, right? You want to have a really good understanding of the technical risk in your organization. That 
that might include the running of a vulnerability scan periodically throughout the year. It's going to pull up, depending on the tools you use, you know, a report of some sort that talks about a variety of things that you may be using. I don't want to go through all the different um, options that might might be out there because there's so many different MSPs using different tools, but you get what I'm saying. It, it's it's looking at the technical elements of your MSP business. Um, you know, are your firewalls set up? Are are you are you you know physically hardened um, fr- from a um, from a security standpoint? Physical security, logical security, um, vendors. The vendors you use will definitely show up in a technical um, risk assessment, and and those things are are, are probably going to be a good amount of your risk assessment work, um, just because of the nature of what you do, right? If you were a restaurant, uh, you you might have a really different risk assessment, you know, that has very little on the technical side. Um, most businesses today use some technology. So I think a technical element of a risk assessment is going to be applicable to a, a great number of, of businesses on the planet. But for MSPs specifically, what we're talking about, it's definitely going to be a significant area of focus for your risk assessment. You want to know that you are looking at everything. When I say vendors, you know that that's what should come to mind for a lot of you in in looking at a risk assessment because you know there have been some really high profile um, cyber attacks that have involved um, managed services supply chain vendors, you know hardware software vendors alike, and so you just want to be aware of that stuff. You want to be aware of you know in your IT stack for your MSP practice, what are those vendors look like? What are what is their risk? profile and what is their risk to you as an MSP and it's going to be different right I'm just telling you right now this is not something that you can really easily copy and paste from you know someone you know that you that you know that's also an MSP it's going to be different every MSP has a slightly different makeup of uh, of vendors they have a slightly different makeup of the types of services they deliver all of those things are going to factor into the type of technical risk assessment that you do um, now, the, the good news is that there are some really nice tools out there. I don't want to mention them because I'll, I'll forget a few and then people get angry, say, oh, good, you didn't mention my tool. They're out there. Pen test platforms, um, vulnerability scanning platforms and tools. Um, I, I would think that almost all of the MSP platforms have some sort of, of vulnerability scanning tool Um within their portfolio. So, you know, go talk to them if you're not already using those things. But again, those would be um, good first steps for achieving the technical risk assessment on your MSP practice. Um, But I want to leave that there, right? And and, uh, actually, one more final note on that. And this is not true just only for the technical, but anytime for any of these three business any, any of these three divisions of risk assessment that you perform, you're going to want to have the methodology for how the risk assessment was performed, right? That's going to be documented in your policy document. 
and you're going to want to have like, okay, we, we, we ran a vulnerability scan. We had a report generated from that scan and the such and such committee reviewed the results of the, of the scan and management was made aware of this and we evidenced all of that through a ticket. All right. Now that's a sequence of running through the actual performance of that technical assessment, the results of the assessment coming in, being reviewed, being discussed, and then most importantly, most importantly, you did something with that, right? So if you're going through MSP Verify, you're going to want to know what the last risk assessment said, right? What you don't want to do is face something really catastrophic, I don't know, like a data breach, a, a data security event, and then have in the forensic stage of that event, going back and looking at risk assessment scans on your MSP practice and a whole bunch of holes that were identified and nobody in authority was ever notified. That would be what we in the business refer to as not good, just not good to be avoided at all costs. So a, a really important step, it's really simple to do, but it's an important step, which is crossing the chasm between the technical group and some, for some businesses, it'll be very, very small chasm. It might be the same, you know, the owner might be part of that technical group for the larger MSPs out there. You might have very distinct, different um, div operational divisions in the company. So the technical will be very different from the um, operational and the executive. But the point is, is that the results of your technical risk assessment must be logged, must be um, documented someplace, not just that you did it, but that someone analyzed the results and passed it on to the relevant people of authority in the company for them to take action. Those are really critical steps. And you need to be able to prove that you did it because if you have any hope of, of doing MSP Verify, that's, that's stuff that we're going to be asking you, right? Did you do it? What did you do with the results? Who, who looks at those results? Who has access to those results? And can you verify, can you evidence the fact that you actually did pass it up the chain to people who can make it actionable, right? So that, that applies to all the elements of this risk assessment exercise. So that's technical. All right, what are the other two? Business is the other. Finance is kind of the third. Now, business and finance might have some overlap, but I'm just going to talk about both of those in, in kind of distinct terms. Finance, um, we're not talking about a financial audit here. I just want to be very clear. We're, that's not what's, what's being recommended. But a financial risk assessment might look like, oh, the business impact of the loss of a of your top customer, right? That would be a business risk, yes, but it's it's a financial risk at its heart, right? If 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 you have a a your largest customer represents fifty percent of your revenue, for example, I'm just throwing that out. Uh, that would be a significant business risk. It would be a significant financial risk to any company, 
MSP or not. And so you would want to be able to say, yeah, look, this is this is how we do our financial risk assessments. Um, our top single customer only represents well, maybe five percent of our our, our our revenue, and the top twenty um, percent of our you know top five customers represent only I don't know ten percent. Who knows? Right, those would be really um, good numbers, right? Because that would mean that you are relatively risk averse from a financial standpoint and that the loss of any of those types of larger customers wouldn't really impact. Not saying that it wouldn't be bad, but it wouldn't have a devastating impact to the rest of your managed services install base. Um, That's one one glaring example from a financial standpoint. that's probably the most obvious one. That's the one that shows up in Objective 10. For, for those of you who've been through an MSP Verify, that will, that will be one of the elements of, of a risk assessment that we would look for is, look, talk to us about your top customer, your top five customers. What's, their, what's your exposure to them leaving or something happening to them? Getting bought, getting, you know, getting acquired, going out of business, what have you. Um, important to do. And also you want to make sure you document that. Um, what are some other business elements? Um, insurance. Also in Objective 10 of the MSP Verify, um, the type of insurance you cover. Not not just cyber, which is critical, um, but other business operational, um, you know, errors and emissions, it could be professional liability, it could be general liability, it could be um, a key man life, so a key person life uh, policies if you have like certain people in the organization that are really critical to its ongoing success. Um, you know, you might want to have that type of a policy to cover those people if they should be, um, you know, you know, something, you know, we used to say, you know, if they get hit by the bus and they don't show up for work tomorrow, well, that's a little bit negative, but we like to say if they win the lotto and they just say they never come back to work because they're on the beach someplace drinking margaritas, that would be the type of thing where you might want to have a policy or a contingency to deal with that type of a operational business risk impacting your company. Um, so insurance, definitely one of them. Um, we mentioned vendors, right? Vendors from a technical standpoint, um, but also non-technical vendors. There's a There's a real chance that you could have non-technical external service providers or external vendors to your MSP practice that could have tremendous exposure. Um, that could be maybe a, you know, a bank or a credit line. It could be, um, going blank on, on different examples. Um, anyway, you get, you get where I'm going. It doesn't have to just be a technical external vendor. It could be a non-technical external vendor, but but someone who has or some entity that has a unique impact on your MSP practice that doing a business risk assessment should uncover that. And it should, on an ongoing basis, look at that external vendor and its potential impact to you. And if, if you're wondering, you know, the, the next step, what you should be wondering is, well, yeah, we do have one or two of those, hopefully not that many, but if we do have any of those types of, you know, 
risk high higher risk vendors that we work with what are some contingencies what are some counterbalancing controls some counterweight business practices that you could come up with to alleviate or minimize or lessen that risk from that vendor for example maybe you have a backup vendor right maybe Maybe you have a data center. Maybe you have um, multiple lines of credit. Maybe you have um, just redundancy. Redundancy in all the things that are of critical nature to your practice. Those would be the fundamentals of what we would look for in that type of a risk assessment for that type of a a business um, examination. And... All of those things should be documented, right? You should just write them write them out in a document. And again, it'll be different for every MSP, but start it today, write them all down, and then have a frequency for how often you do it. If you want to do it just once a year at the end of the year, fine, right? Some people, I've seen some MSPs will have a risk assessment that's performed on a non- recurring basis like it'll happen once a year or it may happen more frequently depending on a certain uh, trigger Um, a good example of that would be um, a a critical you know employee leaving voluntarily or not um, an employee leaving you might want to do a vulnerability scan especially if they're like on the technical side you might want to do a vulnerability scan just to make sure that that departed user doesn't leave a a gaping hole someplace, right? Maybe they accidentally left um, their admin credentials open, right? Something like that. Um, Maybe they weren't completely wiped from your system. They weren't removed as a user in one of your critical applications that happens to have access to a customer, right? That was was a a relatively recent thing that happened, I think, to um, one of the credit card companies. Um, Anyway, um, you get where I'm going, right? So the frequency should be fixed, but it could be also something that happens on a more sporadic um, basis depending on um, a trigger or a business event that would cause you to do an accelerated uh, or expedited risk assessment review um, depending on whatever that trigger happens to be. Um, but all of those things, Again, regardless of whether you do risk assessments, vulnerability scanning for your customers, all of you MSPs need to do this for yourself. What are the benefits? Well, number one, if you have any hope of, of passing MSP Verify, SOC 2, CMMC, ISO, you better do it. Number two, if you want to have any hope of talking down your policy premium for, let's say, cyber insurance, it's going to be in your best interest to have these types of risk assessments operationally running. I guarantee you because the insurance folks are getting a little bit smarter and they're starting to ask for these types of things. Now, if you already have an MSP Verify report, 
the risk assessment's going to be in there, meaning that the evidence of the risk ass- assessment being performed in your company will be evidenced in the report. So you can just give that report to your, your insurance person or to your customer or their compliance officer, whoever is asking for it, right? It'll be in there. If you don't have that type of a external audit or MSP verified type of report, then you will want to still have this risk assessment done because more and more customers are starting to ask for it. They're getting wise, right? They understand that there's risk all over the place. And what they don't want is to take on more risk than they need to from their external service providers like you guys, you know, you, you MSPs out there. And so they just they have a legitimate reason to know that you're doing this type of stuff, that you're reasonably looking at your own structure, your own organization, and you are aware of the things that could impact you negatively, which would also potentially bleed through and impact those managed services customers. A completely realistic um, expectation and something that, you know, um, don't be surprised if your customers are starting to ask you for these things. If they're not, count yourself lucky. Because if they're not doing it today, if they haven't been doing it yesterday, chances are tomorrow or the day after, sometime in the future, someone's going to start asking you for this stuff. So if you don't have anything, you've never done a risk assessment before in your life, I would start with the basics, the fundamentals. Number one, before you go out and buy a tool, write up your policy. It only needs to be a page. Start simple. Here's our business risk profile. Here's our financial risk profile. And here's our technical risk profile. Examine all three areas of your company through those three lenses and then acquire the tools that you need in order to perform the assessments in each of those areas. Again, it could be different for every MSP, but I'm, I'm thinking for the average size MSP, the business and the financial, you can do largely just with the, the, the tools that you already have, right? You can look at your accounting software and get the financial data you need. You can look at your, your business, you know, just from a holistic standpoint. You don't need a tool to do a business risk assessment, really. You just need to know something about your business. For the technical, yeah, I, I, I do think you would want to go out and either acquire a vulnerability scanning or like a pen test uh, solution. Um, if you are so inclined and you want to outsource that, you you can. In fact, that's it's probably recommended. Um, it does come at a much higher cost, um, but you you do get some um, significant value, namely that you have uh, kind of an independence, right? If you have a third party, you know, pen test or vulnerability scan performed on you then it's not your internal department doing it, um, which, you know, th- there could be some um, lack, of, lack of independence that um, may come into play. But no matter, you should be doing something, whether you do it internally or you outsource it, you need to do it. And once you do it and you get in the habit of doing it, it will it'll give you a lot, I, I would hope it would give you a, a peace of mind about your managed services practice that you didn't have before. Because when, when you don't look at this stuff and you don't think about kind of the, the, the bad things and the negative things in life that could happen, and nobody wants to do that, but, but you do have to be realistic and you do have to have your eyes wide open. 
Um, it should make you sleep better at night. If you're an MSP business owner, or you're you're an executive, or you're a you know director level in an MSP, doing this type of stuff on an ongoing basis and having the transparency and and sharing you know even the bad stuff with your team and learning from those mistakes or learning from those things and and improving all makes you better as an MSP. It makes you safer. It makes you more capable of dealing with risk events. And, you know, that's always a good thing in the MSP world these days. I hope that helped. Um, if you have any questions, let us know. Uh, MSPZone at MSPAlliance.com. That's the email. Ask a question. Love to hear your thoughts on that. And if I missed anything, I probably missed a few things here or there. Feel free to leave a comment as well. Um, hope this helped. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, please give us a like. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast so you will get notified when future episodes are released. We will see you next time in the MSP Zone.